0: All right, folks, thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Almost Current Events podcast. Today, we have an episode titled The New Gatekeepers, and we're uh, going to have something to talk about. It's something to ponder, something to consider. But before we get into all that, Dad, how are you? have been doing? Oh, I've been doing great.
1: Uh, you know, we just had Valentine's Day and uh, I bought my wife a new used vehicle. And uh, it was a really good nice the Highlander. It's a 2019 has 26,000 miles on it, but it was 14 grand less than a new one. So uh,
0: we went, that's there. what I'm talking about, <laughs> but uh, it's that got more awesome. buttons
1: than the starship enterprise. Um, yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Um, she, I totally know what that's like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she, she loves that. And, um, one of my relatives actually has one of the diagnostic tools specifically for Toyota. So mm-hmm. they came by today and checked it out. It's completely clean, no codes, everything looks great. So, um, we're going to keep it. <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. And remind me the model again.
1: Uh, it's a Toyota Highlander. Yeah. It's got enough seats for, uh, all the upcoming children that we're Having <laughs>
0: um, <at least laughs> anyway, so right, right, but that's awesome.
1: And I found I found another relative who wanted our old car, so uh, she'll be getting that, and she's really happy. I just sold it to her for what I would have gotten for a trade-in. So,
0: well, there you go. That's a plus plus. I like to hear stories like that.
1: And and also, it's- I, I have to say, uh pucksawani Phil was right. It really does feel like we're having you know six more weeks of winter.
0: Yeah, that dude, um, he's, he tends to be right every year. Um, my, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a really burdensome for a lot of people in, in different parts of the U.S. this winter.
1: It, it truly has. I'm, I mean, our area wasn't hit as hard as other places, but the weather has been weird, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. For um, sure.
1: But uh, for sure, our hearts go out to all those folks in Texas and, Texas yes. and all of the areas where people don't have power.
0: Mm hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, you mentioned something earlier uh, about Valentine's Day. We did something that we've never done before. And it kind of worked out, you know, our eldest is 12 and our youngest is six. So we were able to basically lock ourselves into our room. And I did something that I almost never do. I sat down and watched a romance movie with the wife. Oh, <laughs> And we did the DoorDash ja- door thing and we ordered some uh, barbecue from a local barbecue joint and it went well. You know, we were both surprised at how well it went. They were in the uh, living room watching um, another movie and we told them when the movie was done, you know, you got to shut down and go to bed. And they did. So wow. we were thinking, yeah, I mean, this is something that we never thought was um, we'd see.
1: But here hmm. we are
0: and they're getting bigger. We're getting bigger. They're getting bigger. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get um, into the, um, the today's episode. As I mentioned earlier, the, the title of it is "The New Gatekeepers." It's uh, again, it's just something for us to think about, for our listeners to think about. We're not solving the problems of the world, right? So, yeah. and it takes me back to get started. It takes. I got to go back to my childhood. You know, when I was a kid, you know, the big TV networks, they basically dictated to us what was newsworthy to watch and what and what we thought were tons of uh, influencers and entertainers. I mean, you really had to jump through a lot of hoops to be at the right place at the right time to gain fame and notoriety. You had to have the right manager. You had to be living in the right quarters. You know, it was like uh, San Francisco, New York, Mississippi Delta, Detroit, or or even uh, not Chattanooga, but what's the place that is famous for uh, discovering country and Western singers? It's, I said Chattanooga. Nashville. Nashville, yeah. You know, you had to physically put yourself in those places and i thought we had a lot of performers and artists and entertainers to listen to but today man it's it's so different mm-hmm. you know we live in uh, this magical era of social media and you got the youtube and you got all these other different things and uh, the majority of uh, people are being discovered this way you don't need all of that big finances and the right connections and the right networks and all of these things, you know, and putting yourself in compromising positions, just get your foot in the door, right? Mm-hmm. Show business. It's so different now. And that is the big change I've seen since I've been growing up, becoming an adult. And in addition to social media, there's these shows, these reality shows like X Factor, and American Idol. And yeah. And, you know, th- just a quick fun fact before I, I uh, go on, I didn't realize it, but there's like dozens of X factors in all different parts of the world. Oh yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, you know, name them all, but I saw um, X factor Kazakhstan, X factor, Iceland, <laughs> X factor, <laughs> Bosnia, Herzegovina, Ecuador, Croatia. I, I mean, <laughs> I, was bl- I was blown
1: away. There was a, there's an entire channel on some of these free TV uh, channel apps and stuff like Pluto. Uh, that's, yeah completely to wipe out the show Wipeout. And there's many different countries that do that show.
0: Wow. Yeah. And we're thinking, you know, how, is, this is just our thing. And <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Even with the reality shows, you still need a producer, a director, scripts, and all of these things, and the lights, cameras, and episodes, and all of that stuff. You know, they come out and interview you. And we don't see all of the things that go in be behind the scenes. I'm a geek. So when I watch some of these shows and they, sh- they give you kind of like an in-depth of the person being um, showcased, you'll see a little bit of their home life and some slow-mo uh, reel of them walking down the street. What people don't realize is there's a whole production behind it. There's a whole lot of editing. There's a whole lot of splicing and, and sound work and lighting work just to make these... Seemingly 15 second bios before the person comes out on stage, it's still a big production, and um, yeah, it's just something that I pay attention to when I watch it. I'm like, yeah, I saw what they did there. I saw what I, I like that jump cut and and that kind of thing. But with social media, we've democratized the process even more, right? Yeah,
1: uh, the highest paid YouTuber, Ryan Kaji, the nine year old, made two, $2. nine point five million dollars last year. Yes and it's uh, insane I, my children watched his show how about you know, that? <laughs> they, they watch it she has i bought my daughter oldest daughter his puzzle box for christmas because she always really? wants to play with mine and uh, really and, i mean this guy if you watch the videos i mean there's not a whole lot to them it's just good sponsorship and and yeah. entertaining to children that keeps children's yeah. attention so you can turn it on and they watch it <laughs> and um <laughs> <laughs> and i mean and, and here's it i mean they film most of the episodes in their own home yeah that's the thing
0: at a certain point you get to where you've you've made enough money from being monetized that you're gonna um, afford expensive gear and, you, when can, they and start, you can
1: pay editors and you can start paying yeah. a lot of big youtubers you know they started off doing everything themselves mr beast for goodness he, yes Mr. He, beast, he, yeah. he worked very hard and then now yeah. i mean he's
0: he's blown it up he's, sure. he's he, everywhere can kick back he can have his staff show up and all right we got another episode potentially have people write for him he doesn't have to come up with his own content that's just the how these things work but it's again it's democratized it's changed everything we may not have known who justin bieber was had it not been for for youtube and some of our listeners are probably thinking (laughs) 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 exactly (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. Some, some of our listeners are probably thinking, yeah, thanks a lot, YouTube. <laughs> now we're stuck with them. But on a on a little bit more, um, I don't know, a happier note for some people who may be um, fond of classic rock, had it not been for YouTube, the, the band Journey may not have found a successor for Steve Perry. The young man, his name is Arnold Pineda. I think I'm pronouncing his, his last name correctly. He was discovered by one of the band members on YouTube, and he's in the Philippines, and he does um, Journey covers. And of course, I've heard him for years now, and it's just uncanny how much he sounds like Steve Perry. And some people on YouTube have actually done side-by-side comparisons where they have him sing a section of uh, something like Faithfully, maybe, and and Steve Perry doing it live, and it is just, it's, it's bone chilling. Go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I've heard some amazing musicians mm-hmm. and stuff just scrolling through Reddit before. I, there's this guy, if y'all want to look him up, his name's Phil Bowen. If you like bluegrass and fiddle music, he is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he does amazing. live pretty often. He's also on like Spotify and several podcast sites.
0: Uh, so he's known. He's out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just scrolling through a Reddit feed one day and it, it just popped up and I was like, man, this guy's good because he was doing it live, taking requests, reading comments and playing the music all at the same time that people were requesting.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: And it was it was <laughs> it blew my mind. I mean, I, I wrote him the next day and was like, dude, you you sell any albums or anything? <laughs>
0: right. When you mentioned that, I thought about the the group you sent me, the the cleverlies. Yeah, the cleverlies. You sent that to me. Wait, wait, wait. I sent that to you? i'm pretty sure (laughs) okay yeah yeah actually you know what i did i did now that i think about it my memory is fading um i I think you took it well yeah you took it to the next level but again had it not been for social media we may never have heard of these people and they're so talented they're so unique who else is doing what they're doing just like the guy you just mentioned who else is doing what he's doing but he would have maybe died in obscurity relative obscurity had it not been for social media and the simple fact that now we don't need the big uh nbc cbs abc fox and all of these companies telling us what they deem is important for us to watch we watch what we want to watch so much so that they have said okay we can't beat them we better join them we got we better come up with something really similar
1: yeah and and since you're mentioning news i mean uh, obviously uh, like the big media networks and stuff obviously you know if you listen to fox newsmax cnbc you know I- any of the mm-hmm. major networks you're going <laughs> to hear one of two narratives and that's it yeah things like this podcasts um mm-hmm. youtube has allowed smaller people who know what they're talking about some of them don't you know you're mm-hmm. gonna find mm-hmm. crazy people and like us and stuff like that all over these podcasts. <laughs> but that's part of it that's but, part of the whole spectrum it is democratizing it because people are like no that's not right and then they listen to the mm-hmm. other side and they're like no that's not right so now there's a platform for people to find people that they agree with who read the news mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. at least who will present more of the facts than just one
0: side Yeah. And it's the topic of nuance. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to agree with everything, but man, it is so, it's so much richer to get a variety of opinions or in the, in the topic of performing arts, a variety of styles. Don't just feed me the same, you know, the same thing. I want to hear somebody who takes a little bit of this and a little bit of the other thing way over there and puts it together. Well, guess what? Somebody's doing that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and and the only way when we were kids that you yeah. could find people like that was to go to pick-in parlors and and yeah. you know, live music nights, and you'd hear sure. amazing musicians that you just never heard of before because they never made it big, you know. They never made it big. Um, yeah, and now they have a platform where they do have an opportunity to sell their yes. stuff to the masses, and and I think we all benefit from that, you know. After take NBC or Newsweek or somebody, for instance, after four years of screaming at Trump, just. Everything he did, they demonized and everything, and the absolute fawning that they are doing over Biden, it's just gut-wrenching. I read an article today, I think it was by Newsweek, about uh-huh. how Biden played Mario Kart as Luigi with his granddaughter and beat her at Camp, at Camp David. This is, okay. this is the important reporting they're doing these days. You know, there were also arms deals and stuff going on camp david but we learned that
0: biden actually can play mario kart apparently well enough to
1: beat his granddaughter
0: well i mean that says a lot a lot for his uh, prowess i guess i don't know
1: (laughs) but if that if that's your option of news yeah i'm going to listen to some podcasts because i want to know important things that are going on i mean playing video games with your granddaughter that's great there's a place like that when things are Uh well and there's nothing else to report on there's a lot of things these people are just not reporting on. You know? Right.
0: When things blow up, you're like, why are all those people so upset? Well, you know, the news wa- wasn't reporting it. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and the people who watch NBC aren't going to turn around and watch Fox where they might be talking about some of that stuff. And, and then, vice versa. And exactly. Just like during yeah. the four years of Trump's presidency, you go to one and you get hat a, mm-hmm. a little bit. You go to the other mm-hmm. and you get the exact
0: opposite and then nobody mm-hmm. gets you everything. No there's just just the two extremes of the two groups that despise each other, but you know thankfully there's a podcast like ours. I mean our tens and thousands of um, listeners, I mean they're really no yeah, <laughs> yeah they are,
1: they are. Um, you know, I mean, I'm still uh, waiting on that sponsor from Ryan's world too.
0: I'll yeah, sell, man. I'll sell his Come puzzle on. boxes. I, I'll give him a five Thank you review. you know can we just <laughs> you know get a little bit of something there?: <laughs> My Toyota contract uh, for buying one of their vehicles. That's right. Can we? I mean, we just bought a vehicle. You just spent thousands of dollars, or in the midst of spending thousands of dollars. Can't they throw us a bone? At least yeah. throw you a bone, right? Then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you
1: can you can get one from Honda, and then we can argue
0: about it. That's right, and figure out <laughs> we have a podcast arguing which one of which one's a better car. There you go. Well, see, I don't know if that's fair. Your mine's a 2010. What's your, what's yours? It's a 2019. Yeah. See, I'm not I'm not entering that battle with you. mine's bigger too yeah see I you know I got issues I already got issues I bet you know I'm not
1: (laughs) I bet yours gets a lot better gas mileage though you win well you know
0: (laughs) you know here's the interesting thing about that I moved from a van to this to this vehicle and I kind of forgot how how light they are and when they go down the road, I mean, the first couple of weeks, I felt like unsafe almost because it was just bumping on every bump and every little imperfection in the road. It was like the whole car was and I was like, wow, yeah, i have completely forgotten what it was like. I was riding that big, heavy machine. And now the transition to this thing, it just feels like I'm going to die.
1: It's, it's, it's the exact opposite for my wife, because yeah. that little car she had, you could feel everything. And now this thing just floats down the road and you'll, you're you're doing it. 80 when you think
0: you're doing 50. Right. You got to really be careful with those because mm-hmm. it's a new car. You can't hear the engine and you just forget, you know, and, the, <laughs> and it's aggressive and you step on the gas and it'll, it'll scoot. Yeah. Well, I get it. I get it. But, uh, but anyway, um, speaking of these uh, this, the social media thing, you know, many people know that since, since they have a voice and, and a large following of adoring fans so they, who hang on their every word, well, they're empowered to say things into that echo chamber and make choices that may not have been viable at the, you know what I mean? Had it not been for social media, Um, we, you know, we were talking about music, but I'm just talking about overall, you know, when you have uh, a social media presence, whether you're a musician, a comedian, uh, some sort of influencer of, of, you know, you just pick the topic. Once you get that crowd following and once you have what is like a family of people who love your content and they can't wait for your next, um, broadcast will broadcast your next live <laughs> or your next uh, episode or whatever. I mean, it, there's a certain amount of comfort and, and then suddenly people can just speak up and be themselves and, and people uh, will be like, yeah, that's right. Amen. I'm right here with you. I mean, the hive mind, the hive mind concept is strengthened when, millions of people can meet in a virtual space to further further their unique ideology yeah yeah and there's i mean
1: that can be a good thing that also has its pitfalls with the rise it, of it, things like QAnon and uh some of these other that groups work against you as well because people can get lost in this like agreement of conspiracy theories to the point where it just goes crazy and you wind up with you know, severely misinformed people who truly believe they're right because there's just so many people that agree about it, you know? Right. Um, and so so it, it has its pros and its cons. It does allow you to go out and find other news, but just, and I'll tell this to our listeners, the wonderful thing about the internet is you don't have to just choose NBC or Fox to listen to. That mm-hmm. being said, just because you know you can't believe everything NBC or Fox says doesn't necessarily mean you should go to sources like Lynn Wood um, Accurate reporting. Uh, So uh, just keep that in
0: mind. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Um, But even uh, with um, maybe not as extreme examples as as Lynn Wood, as you pointed out, but you can find uh, a support group for just about anything. There's people who like flannel sweaters. The flannel sweater group, or and there's thousands of closed group, private, invite only. And when you click on the invite, uh, I want to join. You got to answer questions. (laughs) <laughs> Why do you like flannel? Yes. What was flannel called in the 19th century? Uh, yes, you know, we want to make sure that you're, you're serious. <laughs> or uh, just something, you know, people who like, uh, oh, the Toyota fla- fan club. Um, we, we love Toyota. We're going to share ideas, tips and tricks and, and fixes and, and mods for the toy. You know what I mean? It's just oh, yeah, anything. Yeah.
1: My, my wife is a member of the Aldi's cult. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She, she keeps swearing it's not a cult, but it's every their Facebook page, post, it sounds oh, like a cult. Goodness. One of them oh, goes and buys a doormat from Aldi's, and then all of them have to go find that doormat at Aldi's.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. The high oh, mind. Goodness. Yeah. I yes, love that the high mind. It's so accurate. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, so w- this era that we live in, it, I mean, it's both magical territory and uncharted at the same time. And who knows what's going to happen next, but we kind of laid out the the magical part, but like we already you already alluded to, there's that uncharted part. Uh, I'm going to use just the recent events to help flesh out why I think we should all have a bit of caution with this. Um, for some of our listeners who, who really are into our podcast, <laughs> two weeks ago, we discussed the Robin Hood GameStop fiasco. Mm-hmm. Right, and we also mentioned that at one point, in response to the surging cost of the GameStop's stock, I always have problems with that game saying that GameStop's <laughs> stock. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, hard. And you, you know, you went into great detail to explain how Robinhood blocked and prevented users from from selling it um, temporarily, right? Yeah, and and that effectively from, from buying it. I think they were from still buying it to sell. Yeah.
1: They may right? have blocked and, all of it at one point. I'm not sure exactly. But I know um, eventually they put out a statement where it was just they were stopping the purchase of it. But the they would purchase. allow people to close their holdings.
0: Right. And effectively, I mean, they helped mm-hmm. bring the price down from it, the astronomical figures down to something closer to where it was before all of this started. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I found interesting. And you mentioned it in your podcast. And I think I thought about it more when I listened to it afterwards. In response, the Redditors bombed the Google Play Store with one-star reviews of the uh, Robinhood app. Mm -hmm. So it used to have like a 4.5-star rating, but the the Redditors were like, oh, we can't um, trade that stock. We're going to fix that. We still have a voice. We're going to collectively bomb that app store with one-star reviews. And it worked. Well, temporarily. <laughs> Tem-
1: temporarily. I was about to say, I think Google removed a lot of those one-star reviews, actually. And that's like, Which thing- is so dirty.
0: <laughs> and that's exactly what I mean. And I had to look up the figures. It was somewhere around 100,000 one-star reviews. Google said, you know what? We're deleting it.
1: Yeah. And for a legitimate
0: grievance, too.
1: Those people before- had a reason to be mad at probablyhood
0: yeah i mean okay it's their app store i get it but really what they did google did was artificially determine the app's value (laughs) that is true by by, (laughs) despite how the end users who by the way are the ones who make or break an app in its reviews make it show up first in the rankings whenever you do a search in the play store Mm. it's the users it's not google but google did something? I mean, there's so much irony in all the moves and counter moves of this whole situation. It's crazy. It really is,
1: man. I you can't even you can't even make this stuff up.
0: You can't. It's uh, no one has the imagination to make this go. Oh, it, it would make
1: a beautiful Shakespearean play. Yes, um, but they. Uh, I mean, I, there are still things to be said about that as well. They are still going to hold, or they may already be holding. Hearings. yeah no
0: no it's not over it's yeah, not over for so sure there,
1: there will be more on that story and i'm sure we'll keep y'all updated because this is one that i have really enjoyed actually watching mm, um, mm, and keeping my mm. eyes
0: on because you don't hear stories like that every day mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in that same vein Of course, I'll say let's not forget, but we're not going to forget Uh, Twitter and Facebook just a few several weeks prior, they uh, banned uh, former President Trump for what they considered a violation of their policies. Right. And because uh, of the corporations, they're always looking over their shoulders to see what their peers are doing. They were like, okay, um, like a dozen or so more others. Oh, they banned Trump. OK, well, uh, well, we probably need to ban him, too. Um, Shopify. Yeah, I think we're going to have to shut them down. Um, Pinterest. Uh, yeah, we better shut them down. YouTube. Yeah, we better shut them down, too. And all of these companies, they just joined in lockstep and, and basically silenced the president because of what they can, again, what they consider to be a violation of their policies. I not, I'm not going to really uh, spend too much time talking about the validity of those claims, because I think something bigger is is to be considered. And before I forget, since they did that, Dad, as you know, and, uh, and our listeners know, they turned after doing Trump. They were like, OK, who else can we get? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Linwood, Sidney Powell and all of the other people uh, that are in support of Trump. They either suspended their accounts or or shadow banned them to the point where some things they post won't show up in other places like it normally should. They they mess with the algorithms, right? And in other, other instances, they just deleted them indefinitely. Yep. Yeah, yeah we're done and, with you.
1: And then and then retroactively a little while later, they removed some really extreme left-wing accounts as well.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they, they had to go, well, you know,
1: if we're doing that, we need to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they did eventually do that. It's like, oh yeah, okay, we'll ban some of these people too
0: yeah yeah so i mean my question to our listeners i mean is this really if you're an influencer and and if you know someone who's an influencer and if they're you're being monetized or they're being monetized via social media i mean what happens to your influence and income if big tech just hits the delete button on you oh and that
1: that happens quite often on places like youtube as well if youtube Mm -hmm. you know doesn't deem your content appropriate they mm. will demonetize you you know yeah um and there, are sometimes they'll let you keep your channel but you won't make any money off of it you
0: won't make, you make any money yeah they'll stuff. so so i mean it's just something to just something for folks to consider yeah. it's not like it used to be when you had to go through all of those that red tape back in the day now you can do your own thing yeah enjoy it but you know remember you, you're not making and selling widgets out of your own garage or your own warehouse. Your content is sitting on their web servers. Mm-hmm. I think Parler, you know, is a great illustration of that. Yeah, I was going to say I, I
1: completely agree. It's it's almost like, yeah, we don't have to deal with three news sources metering out what we're allowed to know and what we're not. But we mm-hmm. do still have to deal with these tech companies where Ooh. if they don't like what we we want to say that mm-hmm. they, they mm-hmm. kind of still have the same opportunity to stop it from happening.
0: Yes. And look, the bigger that they get, I think it, it's, um, it's like it's almost like human nature. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Is I think the, the uh, old saying. Yep. Uh, in the end, the platform belongs to them. They don't belong to us. They just allow us to use it. We tend to forget that we signed up for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and then we put a little check mark in a box that really—how many people really read all the yada yada that we <laughs> claim claim that we adhere to? It's been benign. No one's ever gotten their arm chopped off, you know, or, or none of their children have been uh, had to have been forfeited. So we kind of hit that check box, and we just go about it. Yeah, it's safe. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the reality is that these so-called free services, they ultimately have their financial growth in mind, right? Of course. Yeah, they, and, they have to keep their stockholders happy. That's right. And they will they will use the user <laughs> to any extent
1: well, I mean, yeah, to uh, continue
0: that growth. And the way people
1: should really think about it is um, mm-hmm. uh, you as an individual are not a customer of Facebook. You're mm. the product.
0: Yes. You are what they are
1: selling. Um, yes, you know, and, and you have to just be aware of that. Now, is that a terrible thing? I mean, no. I mean, to some extent, it allows us to use social networking stuff, and we don't have to personally pay for it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, keep that in mind. It's like you are mm-hmm. not a a client or a or a customer of YouTube. You mm-hmm. are who they are selling to the
0: advertisers.
1: Um, yeah. So much the way and, uh,
0: television works. And, and not, not only advertisers, but a host of other unknown third parties that we, we, we're not even we're not fully aware of. Because yeah. it, they'll, they'll, there's a terms in there, legal yada yada, that says, uh, for example, Facebook and their affiliates. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, we will often share pertinent info. They, they word it really nicely, so it sounds very benign and, and innocuous. And you're like, yeah, of course. Why would I not sign up for that? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, so in closing, I mean, I want to say that this is not a discussion to incite fear. I'll leave that up to the big news channels, (laughs) broadcasters. (laughs) (laughs) They're having a rough
1: time inciting fear now that.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, um, yeah, and that, there, there's going to be something. I promise. There's something's going to pop up, and they're going to jump all over it. Um, no, no catastrophe goes to waste, though. However that that saying goes, um, but it, it's 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 just to get us all thinking soberly about you know what we call our feed, I, and I'm using air quotes, our feed or our page or our channel. Yeah, I mean it really isn't yours. Uh, the, the the stark reality is that none of it is really ours and we can be we can be prevented from accessing any of it with the whim of the platform owners and they will be well within their legal rights in doing so yeah and
1: they are of course some of that will has been questioned with the antitrust stuff and there will probably as soon as they do something to upset the party in power they'll be mm -hmm. under question again but i Mm -hmm. i do think we've allowed them a little bit too much free reign just on mm-hmm. the, you know, we think that everything's going to stay benign, but yes. these are large corporations with a lot of money at stake. And so it's just something to be aware of. Am I saying drop your Facebook account and leave it forever? No, I'm not saying
0: that No, no, but, we're not uh, saying that at all. No, yeah. no,
1: um, I'm not. Uh, I use social media all the time, but, mm-hmm. but I am saying it is a good thing to be aware of and do know that if they could get to a point where, if you say anything they don't like, you just get canceled.
0: Yeah. Because they've they would have grown comfortable enough in their canceling that they they won't fear any pushback because well they've they've got they figure, you know, we've got this, or we have enough influence. And I'm just being um, I'm just for example, I'm not saying that this is what has happened, but it could happen. We have enough influence in the government now so that we can make this move without fear of retribution or or any kind of pushback. We're gonna make this decision, we're gonna switch our algorithms so that this kind of thing is gonna be non not accepted. I, I think human nature makes it so look, Google started out with this thing, do no evil. And hmm. I always looked at that kind of a scans with you know an eye squinting at that like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> do no <laughs> evil. Okay. Let's talk about your relations in China. Oh, we don't want to talk about that?
1: <laughs> they're, not so, allowed to use, they're not allowed to use China.
0: <laughs> well, you know, so they're not allowed to use uh, um, Google in China, but that has not prevented companies like Facebook and, and Google from f- trying to find ways to access that vast market and the vast millions of people maybe not through search but through other and i wish i had some information to speak a little bit more uh, intelligibly about what i'm talking about but they have not given up on china put it this way that way yeah yeah they haven't Um, if they're trying
1: to make money you don't want to give
0: up on china because
1: that is a huge
0: market it is a huge market exactly uh jeff bezos i think it was somewhere around the early parts of 2020 middle of 2020 He had a big presentation in India. Don't know what city, but and he um, he arrived and he was dressed in a somewhat traditional male Indian clothing Mm -hmm. when he made his uh, big address. And basically the whole idea behind his visit was to tap into that market of millions Mm -hmm. to help the average mom and pop store get online And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, what a what a genius.
1: Oh, yeah. These these people, uh, there's a reason they're the wealthiest people in the world. These people are smart. Yes. Of course, I think Elon Musk passed Bezos, didn't he? He did. He did. He passed now. Mm-hmm. And Elon yeah, Musk a, is kind of the wild card. He's, he's the one that's usually talking bad about big tech. You know? uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Um, yeah. But uh, so, but anyway, um, that was uh, our topic. You know, these are the, as the title of the, the, the episode, the new gatekeepers and, yeah, and um, it could,
1: it could be one of our listeners in the future.
0: Uh, that's right. You could be a gatekeeper. <laughs> you, 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 can, you can, you can be a gatekeeper too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can, you can become as famous as me and me and snitch. I almost guarantee it. That's right.
0: You know, <laughs> so we, we have to really be on our P's and Q's Dad.
1: <laughs> well, anyway, all right. Well, anyway, um, Yeah. Well, that was a great topic. I look forward to uh, doing some more next week and uh, there's just so much going on out there right now that I'm sure we'll find something to talk about.
0: I think so. <laughs>
1: if, if any of y'all would like to get in touch with us, um, comments, questions, any future episode ideas, you can reach us at almostcurrentevents at com. And that's all for me. I'll see y'all next time.
0: All right, guys. Take care.